I've been on a decade-long journey to learn about myself and the universe, to improve my life and to become dynamic. But first I had to get over one of my biggest roadblocks, my shyness and social anxiety. Well, I've accomplished that. Now I want to invite you on your own journey if you so desire. If you feel that you are too shy, that you are overcome with social anxiety, and you want to feel confident to release your voice to the world, then please listen closely and go on your own journey from shy to dynamic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast, Shy to Dynamic. This episode is directed specifically to those who deal with shyness and who feel social anxiety. Or it could be for someone who has a child or a partner who is very shy or socially anxious. The purpose of this episode is to define shyness and give some strategies or mindset changes in order to combat shyness. So that's the topic for today. And by the way, this episode is dedicated to the city of Phoenix, where I lived before I moved to my current wonderful city of Charlotte. So I will start off by saying I feel really blessed and pleased with how well my first episode was received. As you know, being shy is something that should have made my making a podcast impossible. But I did it, and I thank you to all of those who listened. And I had several people say that they learned so many new things about me, and that was such an important comment to receive from them. Because fundamentally, that's what shyness is. It's a fear of revealing your true self or your true personality to the world. If I were to write a definition in the Webster's Dictionary, I would say that that was the definition. And providing a definition is important. Defining as well as acknowledging a problem is the first step to learning how to solve it. I will further define shyness by explaining some results or repercussions of being shy. First of all, fear of exposing your true self can lead you to avoid social interactions, which can cause you to miss out on fun things or things that enrich your life. Or shyness may limit you from receiving certain opportunities because the people that you would like to impress or influence don't even know you exist because you keep to yourself. Shyness can lead to many negative feelings, obviously. It makes you very nervous. It makes you very uncomfortable. It makes you feel that everyone is looking at you as being a loser because you're off in a corner by yourself. Shyness can cause you to be very envious of others. This is a major problem I had. When you see someone else who is not shy and seems to be comfortable in social situations, you look at them and wish that you could have the same kind of swagger or confidence. You wish that you can make people laugh, that you can make people be persuaded to your point of view, that you can make people interested in what you have to say the way that non-shy people can. You wish that you could always have something on your social calendar the way that non-shy people do. You wish that you could attract people to you the way a non-shy person does. I personally have had all of these feelings of envy about other people's lives. Therefore, shyness often leads to envy, which is a horrible feeling. When you're shy, you have difficulty even initiating conversations. Often when I went to a social event or to the club, I was scared to talk to strangers because I was like, what would I say to them? They don't know me and I don't know them. What would we have to talk about? I actually thought it was preposterous to think that I should have something to say to someone I don't know. Now I don't think that's preposterous at all. I should be able to say something to anybody I meet, even if I met Janet Jackson. Shyness can cause you to give up and just stay home if you don't feel safe out in the world. Or if you do feel relatively safe out in the world, you just do things by yourself. I can't tell you the number of times I've just gone out to eat by myself or gone on a mini vacation by myself. 
I didn't have anyone to go with, so I was like, well, I'm not going to miss out on going, so I'm just going to go by myself. When I lived in Arizona, I often drove over to San Diego. It was about a six-hour trip. I would get a hotel. But I got to admit, I did enjoy those solo trips. I'm a total fan of solo trips, actually, because you get to decide your whole itinerary all by yourself without having to worry about anyone else's input. So shyness isn't 100% bad. But at the same time, shyness limits your options because you still want the option to go to restaurants or trips with other people. Literally just last week, I decided I wanted to go out to one of my favorite restaurants here in Charlotte. A friend, a friend of mine texted me, and while I was texting her, I was like, hey, I want to go to this restaurant. Are you free tonight? Do you want to go? She said yes. Then we proceeded to invite five other people. Three of them said yes, and we had a party of five. Just that quick. And two nights later, some other friends invited me to dinner and dancing. I went, and I had a great time. In cases like that, if I'm not feeling or if I'm feeling like being alone, I can decline. But guess what? I have options. I don't have to do everything by myself. I can do things with people now. Life feels better being a social director for your friends instead of a solo trip planner for just yourself. So now that I've shared a glimpse of the repercussions of being shy, then the question is, how do we solve the problem of being shy so that we have all the social options that we want? How do we eliminate those shyness characteristics that I mentioned above? How do we create a life where we have the confidence that we want? How do we create a life where we have the friends and connections we want? I'm going to help you with that now. I will frame my advice in terms of dealing with what shy people are afraid of. Yes, shyness is a fear of revealing or showing yourself to the world, but in what specific ways are you afraid to show yourself to the world? What specifically are you afraid of? I will discuss several fears that shy people have and how to begin to solve them. I say begin to solve them because each of these will take time and practice. So there are some fears that many shy people have swimming around in their heads. Maybe you have these fears. First, are you afraid that you won't speak eloquently enough? That you won't sound smart? That your nouns and verbs won't agree? That your voice will drop out the way mine just did? Are you afraid that you won't find the right word for what you're trying to say? First of all, if you're going to an environment where perfect speech matters and that you can't live up to that standard, then you should probably find a better environment. You need to find a friendly environment that is well suited to you and your needs. That is, if you have that option. Honestly, the truth is that it's the energy of your words that matters the most. It's the sentiment that counts. People that are worthy of your time will care about what's coming from your soul, not the correctness of the words coming from your mouth. So last week, I survived my first episode. I did make some stumbles. There was one time I said physical when I meant to say metaphysical. I left out that Prince was one of my favorite musical artists. That's crazy that I left him out. But anyway, now I could have assiduously edited out and re-recorded out those mis mistakes. Now don't get me wrong, I did edit out a lot because I didn't want it to sound like a hot mess. But there were some cases, or many cases, that I didn't edit out the mistakes. Even more drastically, I could have kept recording it, re-recording it, until I decided that I wasn't going to release it at all. But instead, I wanted to give myself the permission to not be perfect. Some people can get up in front of a crowd and speak off the cuff and everything comes out perfect. But I don't need to be that strict or hard on myself. 
it's okay to present myself to the world as an imperfect human being, someone who doesn't say everything flawlessly. And guess what? I'm still worthy to be listened to. And so are you. It is the sentiment of what you have to say that is the most important. It is the positive energy that you give out that is the most important. It is the wisdom contained in your words that is conveyed. Look at the example of John Lewis, the venerable civil rights leader and congressman. He suffered a speech impediment after being intentionally clubbed in the skull by a policeman at Bloody Sunday. But I'll be darned if people didn't hang on to his every word when he spoke, including me. When you go out into the world, you don't need to be hard on yourself as far as what you say or how you say it. You don't need to hold yourself back and be shy just because every word that you say isn't perfect. And another key point, when you are forgiving to yourself, others are more forgiving to you. Because when we treat ourselves better or respect ourselves more, others will treat us better and respect us. So when you allow yourself to stumble and not say everything perfectly, others will allow you to do the same. The second fear, are you scared that what you say won't add value to the conversation? Maybe you withhold your comments because you think someone else has something more important to say. Well, no matter who you are, your own individual voice is just as important as anyone else's. Someone else may have something more important to say, but so what? And that's a game changer. So what if someone else has something that you think sounds more important to say? That doesn't determine the worthiness of whether you should say what you have to say or not. A fear related to adding value is that I'll say something and other people will speak over me and not even acknowledge what I just said. Well, it's true. There are situations where the people around you may pretend like they didn't hear you speak at all. I've experienced that plenty of times, but it's not the end of the world if that happens. Oftentimes, we feel that we get value from someone else acknowledging what we've said. But over time, you must work on self-validation. Give your own self credit for speaking up. You don't really need the validation of others. Again, this isn't an easy or instantaneous change. It does take practice and time to shift your thinking. Just look at it as a game. The person who says something first earns the most points. How you say it has no point value at all. So go ahead, speak your mind, cash those points in with yourself and reward yourself afterwards for your assertiveness. Take yourself out to dinner and spend an extra $10 on an appetizer. You have to reward yourself for the progress that you make. It's no one else's job to do that. Unless I'm your coach, of course, then I can praise you for your progress. Are you fearful of saying something that is offensive? Well, I had a friend who was loud and raunchy and offended people all the time when he was at a meetup. He was just super brash and loud, but he was funny. He was kind of like a shock jock, like a modern black version of Howard Stern, although totally different. But he didn't mind offending anyone, and then he would just... He would justify everything he said with complete confidence. He was the human embodiment of that phrase, I said what I said. So I'm not suggesting that you go around calling women ugly or making racist jokes or flirt with people relentlessly. There are limits. But don't worry about going a little too far sometimes, especially if it's accidental or unintended. This is another case of not being too hard on yourself. You don't have to watch every little thing that you say. It seems that the more you cut yourself some slack for being slightly offensive, the less often you feel that you've been offensive. That's more universe magic. So another fear. Are you afraid of not being clever or witty enough? Again, it's not a requirement to be clever or witty. It's not a competition, or at least it shouldn't be a competition. The funniest person doesn't take home an award. Remember what I said earlier. 
you're giving yourself an award because you spoke up in the first place. It's not based on how clever or witty you are. The more you cut yourself some slack about being clever or, or funny, the more your natural cleverness and funniness and wit will come out. And the more people would notice your cleverness and funniness. I have a friend who is super bold and funny all the time, as well as very accomplished in life. Yet he comments about how funny I am, like literally all the time. And this was even before I overcame my shyness. And that means a lot coming from someone as dynamic as he is. Others can sometimes see something in you that you can't see in yourself. Oftentimes you are more clever and witty and funny and entertaining than you think you are. Just last week, another friend of mine said that she loves my dry humor. And she says she cracks up at my subtle facial expressions. I didn't even know this about myself. So if you just simply reveal your true personality to the world, then guess what? Someone will appreciate it. No one can do you as well as you can. So just be you and show yourself to the world and the right people who can appreciate you will be drawn to you. Just be yourself and maybe after several more interactions, your more clever, witty, funny side will reveal itself. Or maybe you're wittier than you think you are. Either way, in the end, you'll be glad that you didn't let it deter you from speaking. Another fear that shy people have. Are you afraid of not fitting in? Are you afraid of being judged? Honestly, people aren't focused on you as much as you think they are. If you feel that people have judged you as totally lame and undesirable to talk to, they won't think about you at all after you've left. So have some comfort in the fact that there is a 99% chance that they will never mention you again or think of you again. Now, does it bother you that they won't think of you again? Well, it shouldn't because you should only care and think about people who care and think about you. Next, as a shy person, are you feeling intimidated by people? This could happen not just in a social setting, but also in a work environment. I remember this great story that my mother told me about when she was a teacher. She said that many of the other teachers were running around terrified when they knew the principal was coming around to observe or whatever. She said she wondered what was their problem. She said she had no reason to feel afraid. He was just a regular person. He or she was just a regular person, just like she was. And she knew she was doing her job well. So why should she feel frantic and intimidated? Now, this isn't a story per se about a social setting, but I thought it was a great story because that is so my mother. But the point is, we're we're all equal deep down inside. No matter if you think the other person is more powerful or even if you think someone that you're talking to is super attractive. The next and final fear is, are you fearful of even just looking like you're fearful or timid in a crowd of people? I'm sure we've all heard that famous quote, all you have to fear is fear itself. So true. Most shy people feel bad about being perceived as shy. But my advice would be, when you're at a social event and you feel fearful, then as they say, fake it till you make it. Smile, look pleasant, look like you're happy to be in the room or in the conversation. If you're feeling a little nervous, you know, grab a drink or a plate of food to occupy your hands. If all else fails, get up, go to the restroom, regroup yourself, and then get back in there. You have a right to be there and to speak your voice. Stay in the social event as long as you can survive, you know, the discomfort. You have to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. If you want to make more friends or meet influential people, you have to be able to feel comfortable with all of the failed attempts. You have to feel proud of yourself that you tried, and trying will eventually lead to success. You have the right to speak up just by the fact that you are a human being 
taking up space on this earth, who has a mind that is capable of crafting a thought. That's literally all that matters. That alone gives you the right to speak up and assert yourself. You don't need confirmation from other people of your right to speak up and be heard. But don't worry, you'll eventually get acknowledged. And if you don't, then it might not be the group of people for you to be around. So try another crowd. Keep trying until you find your tribe. It will happen. Someone will always eventually value the unique way that you present yourself and your thoughts to the world. You will find someone that connects with you and that you connect with. Also remember, no one promised you that everything must be easy from the moment you decide to make a change or improve your life. That's not the way life works. You have to keep fighting your fears day after day, month after month. You will look back and say, working on my shyness was so worth it because look at me now. Now you can't shut me up which is kind of where I'm at in life right now. Now you can't shut me up. I mean, I'm here just rambling away on a podcast. But nevertheless, I still like to be quiet sometimes. I will always be an introvert inside, and you probably will be too. But I definitely speak up around strangers much more than I used to, and I'm more comfortable having a conversation in a group of new people than I ever was before. Because I attempted over and over again to talk to more people. It takes practice and practice and more practice. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to wake up one day and declare that you're miraculously over the fear, mainly because that won't work. You have to spend time with it and be patient and kind to yourself. The goal is not even to have a certain number of friends. Believe it or not, the goal is to feel and to know that you are truly presenting your authentic self, and then the confidence will come, and then the friends will come. So these are my thoughts on what shyness is and ways to reframe your mindset so that you can begin to overcome your social anxiety. So now we have reached the conclusion of my second episode. As I said, this episode is dedicated to my former beautiful desert city of Phoenix. It will always hold a very special place in my heart. Hopefully one day I will have a second winter home there. It is the place that I left behind some painful times in my life, but it is still one of my favorite places in America without a doubt. Phoenix is one of those rare cities that has mountains right within the city limits. The suburb of Tempe, Arizona, where I actually lived, had a mountain right in the middle of downtown. And I hiked those mountain trails plenty of times. So it was pretty cool. So that's what I've got for you today. If you have enjoyed this episode and got something valuable or helpful out of this episode, then please give me five stars and write a review. I look forward to any feedback you may have about this podcast and this movement I'm creating. If you like please contact me at one of the contact options listed in my podcast description, such as Instagram or Facebook or threads, or visit my website, even if it's just to ask me questions or to ask my opinion about something. So I talked about shyness this week. Guess what I'm talking about next week. As always, remember to show up and deliver for yourself today and create a new dynamic version of yourself. Thanks so much. Episode two, the Phoenix episode is now done.